0: and how you want to move in and through us. Lord, be with these people as they tune in now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
1: Hello, everybody. School of Ministry at Freedom Ministries. We want to thank God for Pastor Robert here tonight and everybody that's doing our sound and for all the ones in the class tonight, online and in here personally. God, we just thank you tonight. We thank you for your anointing. We thank you for your presence and your power. God, I thank you for provision. We we just speak provision in the atmosphere. We speak jobs. We speak money to meet all of our needs. And you said if we delight in you, you'd give us the desires of our heart. We speak that into the atmosphere. And God, even as I was at the hub this week and it was prophesied that the south is the south wind is provision. Yes. Did y'all know that? The south wind is provision. You, he said to call the four winds, the south wind is provision. And Apostle Darlin looked at me and Tim and said, y'all going to bring prosperity through the land. And we know that Freedom Ministry has anointing, anointing for prosperity. Pastor Pinson brought it in through her giving, through her teaching, through her revelation on finances. Don't be scared. Don't turn this off tonight because it's on finances because you're going to need finances. So, so this class is to teach us the biblical principles of finances. It's not trying to get something from you. It's trying to get something to you, like it says in Philippians. Paul said, I'm not trying to get nothing from my account. I'm trying to get something to you. So we just release that in the atmosphere. And first of all, we want to ask Jarek to come testify. He has a uh, testimony on finances. Jarek, would you come? We thank God for him tonight. He came whispering in my ear. God's answering these prayers. These prayers are getting answered. So he's going to speak for tonight.
2: Uh, First off, I want to thank God for bringing me out of all the mess that I was in, to where I am today, and being able to see the things that I need to see to be able to be prosperous and overcome the things that try to hold us down, and it's been almost four or five years now since I come out of John 3.16, and It's been a a wonderful time. I, I can't say it's been like that every day because you go through your battles, but as long as you keep your faith in God and trust in Jesus to bring you out of each struggle, you will overcome the things and know that God is there each step with you. Yes, you, you got to stay in prayer, stay in contact with God, stay connected and stay plugged in and seek God first and give him all the glory. And I give God all the glory to be able to stand here and get to say what I'm saying. I don't even know <laughs> what I'm saying, really, but... The breakthrough in my finances, the prosperity, the hold on prosperity that the enemy had on me was, I I can't even explain it. I went from job to job, day in, day out, wondering where I was going to be, where I was going to work, how I was going to make it. And then here today, after four years, I finally found a sturdy job.
1: I've seen you, Jared. I'll be here on a Tuesday sometimes. We'll be in prayer, and I see him laying right over there on the floor, crying out to God for everybody else. And so He's, God's like He said, "Well, it goes seek the kingdom first, and then God will add all these other things to you." So I remember that particular night a couple weeks ago. There was a real breakthrough in in you, on the floor. Somebody say, I wore on the floor. <laughs> on you can wore floor. in your car too, but I'm just yeah. saying my favorite place is on the floor. I wore on the floor. so God gave you a job this week then? Yes, okay.
2: ma'am. I actually got the, for sure go ahead earlier today at about 2 o'clock I had to be there and I took my drug test and He went on ahead and hired me and told me I can come in in the morning or Monday. And I told him, well, I need work, and I want to be at work. So I told him I'd be there at 8 o'clock
1: in the morning. Mm -hmm. Hey, that's a breakthrough for all of us. We can pass our drug test. (laughs) I felt victory in that for, for a lot of folks, you know, victory in that. That's a great victory. Okay, Jared, thank you very much. God bless you. (laughs) All right, we're going to turn this teaching over to Pastor Robert tonight. Thank you for joining us.
3: Amen. I just want to thank Freedom Ministries and thank Apostle for this opportunity, for this opportunity to even come before y'all and bring a word. The word tonight that we're going to be looking at is stewardship. Stewardship. (laughs) When I began to read this on stewardship, I had to say, ouch, sir, a lot of times, because I didn't really understand stewardship, but when you look up the word steward, a steward is a person employed to manage another person's property, especially a large house or estate, Well, God has entrusted his people to manage his kingdom on the earth. That is a large house. It's at a large estate. But he has entrusted that care of this place to us. And we all have a portion of that of planet earth in the kingdom that we are to maintain. In second Corinthians five eighteen. It says God has reconciled us to Him by Jesus Christ and gave us the ministry or job of reconciliation, which is to restore relationships back to God. That is what That's what it's all about, being a steward of the kingdom, is we're to restore everything back to God. Everything. We're to restore people back to God. We're to restore finances back to God. We're to restore the media back to God. Because the apostle said earlier that, and it's been prophesied, that the anointing is on the media. And I was reminded that years of years ago I heard it testified that when televisions first came out, the church did not want it. They thought it was of the devil. They didn't see the opportunity of spreading the gospel. And because they they didn't take that advantage, guess who got it? Yeah. The devil got it. But the anointing is on the media now, and we're not giving it up.
1: And what I saw today praying, the anointing is on the media because the prophet of Nations, Marcella, told us that two years ago. So for a couple of years, I've been saying in this church, we got to like and share and send and we got to proclaim on the media. It's only a tool for me to preach the gospel. That's the only reason I'm on Facebook. I'm not on there to gossip and see what you're doing. I'm on there to preach the gospel. And so uh, we have to take advantage of that tool, that this is a way that we can reach people from India, sitting right here in at Arkansas. This is a way that we can be a missionary. It's a way to reach the world. is through the media. And plus, we have to listen to the prophet of God. So I was praying, why don't we see more likes and shares, likes and shares? Um, and God showed me that some people don't want to come into the new that's another form of staying into the old we can call it anything else we want but if the leadership says this is important we need to do this and and two years later we're still trying to get people to do it why so i've been seeking god today and the people praying with me why because we have a three-day meeting a two-day meeting coming up this weekend and i want it out there and i see Amen. in other places that i go they may not have a lot of members but it looks like they got three thousand members because they broadcast on media all the time and when they say we're having a three-day meeting people drive in from 10 hours away in other states and then i saw it wasn't important to some people that didn't matter to them well it matters to me because because if the money's short we put in the bill for that so so I remember Mama saying, "Why should I get more evangelists in and pastors and preachers, unless the people gonna bring souls? If they're, if, are they inviting anybody? Are they spreading this that this is coming this weekend? So that's one thing that media does. Media does it help us spread the gospel of Jesus Christ? So uh, we have to come into that new see." That's just what I saw today. That's just a form of the ode of not coming into new, by not grasping the tools of the day. Amen. So why wouldn't, if we can reach a 1,000 instead of one through media, why wouldn't we use that for the gospel of Jesus Christ? So just a little bit of encouragement that when we say, like and share, comment, because it gets through new, new more new feed, news feeds when we do that. And so... And two, if we're enjoying people's posts, we should comment on it, and not just take advantage of people. But but why <laughs> do you think we don't? People don't do that because that, it's it's still a limited mentality.
3: We're we're lazy. It's one thing. <laughs> <hit a> <laughs> we're. But we're I felt lazy.
1: that the other day. I was gonna comment. and I thought this takes more energy than it's worth. Me pushing these buttons, and I thought, is that what people think? We're we're too lazy
3: to learn. And and we're afraid to learn. Mm -hmm. Well, the first, I didn't want on Facebook when it first started. I, I had no purpose in it. I couldn't see a purpose in it. I taught Sunday school, and I was content. Then I heard the Holy Spirit say one day, it's a platform. That's what he said. It's a platform. I thought, well, if it's a platform, I'm going to be on there. And that was the only reason I ever got on Facebook was because God said it was a platform. And it's a platform to spread his word. So we're talking about stewardship. Stewardship is using God's blessings, God's way for God's glory it means we are wise prudent and skillful with all the resources god has placed in our hands and the media is a resource that he has placed in our hands this time this this time in history it is a resource that he has placed in our hands for us to use to spread his word and to be a good steward we have to learn we have to we have to study I'm not a computer person. I could, I could care less if I ever touched another computer. But it's what God is using at this time. So we have to learn. We have to be willing to be taught.
1: Well, really, the younger generation, that's their communication. So if we're going to reach them, then that's one, one way that we do that.
3: Amen. Well, I really saw the importance of it here a while back. I posted something on Freedom Ministries' page. And like we all do, if we post something, we go back to look to see if somebody's looked at it. Well, this young lady, I think she's probably in her early 20s, that I do not know, never seen her, never heard of her before, had posted, had clicked like and share and shared that post. It's like I... My first thought was, I do not know where that went. I have no idea how far that post went.
1: Well, even this weekend, somebody from Lafayette, Louisiana said, I've been seeing you on Facebook, and my spirit connected to your spirit. And God told me, I knew you came to the hub sometimes, and if you was here... Would you pray for my healing? Now, a relationship had done been formed before she ever saw me face to face. And she was able to trust me to pray for her. So, yes, it does build relationship. And that's what we're trying to do when we're talking about inviting people to what God's doing. Because it was prophesied over me and Tim up there that the Apostle Richard, he said, he said, y'all supposed to take a region. So, in order to take regions you you have to have relationships. you I mean, have to have a relationship. and so we use the tool of media God, we steward I it, we hear what you're saying to us. We don't just come to church for ourselves we 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 don't just call prophets and apostles and cross it for ourselves and the people in the four walls, but we we use media to reach others, God. We use it as a connector. I just found out I have a brother I didn't know I had. Julie found this brother, and now he wants to meet me. And I'm talking to his wife today on social media. They don't mm-hmm. live in this town, so, but it's a way that we can bond until we meet. Amen. So by the time we meet, the ground's already plowed up, and we're kind of liking each other already. Amen. Amen. So I don't know how we got on meeting except we were praying for this meeting this weekend and God showed me as clear as the bell because it's in it, my first rodeo to pray about this. And I said, What what is this, God? When other churches have a three day meeting, these people coming from out of state, what is this? And I remember Mama's words, I'm gonna quit getting people if the people here don't invite somebody when I do. And I, and I thought, what is this thing that what we're doing is not out there in the land? Social media, that's one mm-hmm. of the things. And I said, okay, God, then I brought this up three or four times. What's the hindrance? He said, well, any church that's not coming into media is going to be lost in these last days. They're, I'm not saying Baxley lost. I'm saying they're not going to come into the new. They're, not, they're just going to be lost in the cracks. So I don't want to be lost in the cracks. I want to come into the new in every area. So this is just one area. And uh, Stephen's talking about how much, what you, you go viral when you go on there. Um, so <laughs> the to else, but that's how you
4: get your message out. Right? Okay. I'm know. sharing. Oh, I got to share. So. Oh, I got to. Freedom Ministries, first of all, I'm, I'm thankful to find a home. Um, I'm thankful to be in a place that, that serves the Lord wholeheartedly. Um, it's a congregation of people that come together in the fear of the Lord. And in this, in this social media, this new era, everybody looks so fast. And I'm going I'm, to I'm point to the new age, the new people, the young people. How quick are we to post a post to see how many reactions we can get? How many likes and shares can we get? Do I look good enough in this dress? Or do I look good enough in a tank top? Or does my car look the best? And and you and, and in that post and in that time that you find social media, would you not yet find someone you don't know four or five, six hours away, never met them, and drive out and go meet them? Huh? The reality of it to feel accepted. Well, that, that's what I'm speaking now from Freedom, Freedom Ministries. We, we have a big meeting this weekend. Um, and I ask anyone from all over, if, if you have the time to seek out someone you don't know, come find someone who wants to know you, who loves you and cares for you, and that's Jesus Christ. It, it's time to put down the ways of the old and pick up the new. And I'm speaking of experience, my testimony, the things that I've been through, you know, the running around, you know, the, the, the carousing, the, the addiction, the complete lost attitude my entire life consumed me with. You know, so, so what I, I ask of you is more than just like and share a video, like and share an experience with us, an experience of the Holy Spirit, an experience of prosperity, an experience of health, an experience of growth like none other. It can happen anywhere. He's omnipresent and omnipotent, but I promise you on this holy ground, in this place right here, Freedom Ministries, you can find a home that only wants to welcome you with the same loving arms that Jesus does, the same love that he gives to you, the same spirit that was in him dwells within us. And we just want to help you get there. So in this in this new awakening of social media, stop looking of how you can gain what you can gain from the next man and woman and take your losses and gain what you can gain in kingdom principles. And, and you can find that here at my home, Freedom Ministries. Uh, I had to go away for a while, but I promise, I know for a fact the fire of God is within this place. These people only move by the spirit. We don't move by emotions. We don't get caught up in the things of this world and let it, the temptations of this world dictate our decision-making. And, and I speak on that, and for the ones that may know of me or may not know of me, if you know my story and you know what I've been through, then you know that Christ is real and He's alive. And whatever He can do for me or the next one or the next man, a child, a woman, He can do it for you. And I want you to find a home. Uh, I want you to tune into these uh, School of Ministries, Freedom Ministry. It's every Tuesday night at 6. Um, and, and do like and share because you don't know where this post goes. As Robert said, you don't know where these posts go. You don't know who sees it and who needs to hear of this. So uh, in that, uh, we lift up all the viewers, the people that, that's viewing it now. And for the ones that do watch it, and uh pray that it does make a drastic change in your life, uh, 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 asking yourself, why change? Uh, how do I get this change? And uh, just a simple cry out to God, will get that for you. But uh, you can always join us at 6 p.m., either viewing or you can come to Cross at Arkansas and viewing there. Amen. I love y'all.
1: <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Stephen. Thank you. We love you, too. So the meetings this weekend, Saturday at 6, Apostleville Easter, and I will be baptizing in this water, this healing and fire, the anointing. Who saw fire in the baptistry the other day? Evangelist Monica saw fire in our baptistry the other day as she was seeking God at the altars here. So we know the fire's here, and we know that the healing fire is going to be in them waters. So... Um, yes, some of you been baptized before, but if you need healing, come prepared to get in this water Saturday night at 6, and then he'll be with us Sunday morning at 10.30 also. And Stephen and Elder Dan and the team will be um, singing. I think Josh may have to work. So so they're going to do the praise this Sunday. So God bless you, and we turn it back to you, Pastor. Amen. Stewardship over the media. <laughs> Amen.
3: Amen. Well, God uses the natural to open the door for the spiritual. He did that not too long ago. I was up here on a Saturday night, been up here praying. And when I left, I stopped by a restaurant and I to get something to eat on my way home. And I heard God say, this other couple came in behind me and stepped up to place their order. And I heard in my spirit, pay for theirs. I had, no, I had no idea what they ordered quite a bit because they were feeding some more family members. But I paid for it. I stepped up and said, let me get this for you. And I did. So while we were waiting on our order, I got to talk to the young lady. The material opened the door for the spirit. The material, which is the media, opens the door for the spirit. And we, are, we have to be good stewards of that. It's just like this ink pen. I call it my ink pen. It's really not mine. That ink pen belongs to God. I'm a steward of that ink pen. I mean, this is real simple. I can take that ink pen and I can i could write some ugly stuff with it. Or I can take that ink pen and be a good steward and write notes that proclaim God's word. That's being a good steward. Because in 2 Timothy 2.15, we don't hear this scripture very often. Study. To show thyself approved. We just want to be approved. Uh-oh. Amen. We want to be approved. But there's a part before that. It says study. Yeah. Which means we got...
1: That's what Stephen said in prayer today. said, Pastor Barbara, I just need to sit and study with you. Because Amen. he's he wants to learn. He wants to grow. And that's you making disciples. <laughs> that's making disciples.
3: Amen. See, the ability... We think some people are just blessed with the ability to manage money and all that. But it's really not. They have studied. They have studied. The Bible actually tells us, I got it in one of my scriptures. It's Luke six eighteen. It says, the children in this world are wiser than the children of light. And in that scripture, if you read the rest of those above that, they're d- dealing with financial stuff. The children of this world are wiser than we are. We know that God wants to bless us in our finances, so we sit back and wait for God to bless us. When really he's saying study. Study. Study some biblical finances. Study some financial stuff. Study how to manage your checkbook. Study. Study. Amen.
1: Like Apostle Bill, when he comes here, he always says, How many want revival? <laughs> How many read a book on revival? Uh-oh. <laughs>
3: <laughs> we wait for God to bless us financially, but we never pick up anything and study anything financially. Exactly. Same principle. And uh you no, know, the sin nature is a consuming nature. It's a consuming nature. It's all about me. It's about what I can get. And Dan and I it came off of a some little cartoon movie, but I picked up this line. Whenever she would pick up something, we'd be going to the store and pick up something that I liked. My first response is mine. Just picking with her. <laughs> You pick up a bag of candy or something, to put it in buggy. First thing come out of my mouth is mine. <laughs> you know, I'm just playing, but yet there's so much truth behind that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> because they're mine. mine. <laughs> but you take a child, <laughs> you take a child, you give them some toys, you put them in the middle of some toys. First thing they're going to do is, if there's another child around, they're going to start gathering these Uh, up. Mine. They're going to get all they can hold. They can't even play with what they got because they're holding them too tight. They're mine. So that that we're born with that right there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They have to be taught to share. And sometimes it takes a little. They're in their toys. <laughs> they are stewarding their toys. They definitely are. But they have to be taught to share, and so do we. We have to be taught to turn loose of some stuff. Well, the first thing we got to realize is that God owns it all. Yes. And if you wonder if He owns it all, let's look at Psalms 50, starting in verse 10. It says, for every beast of the forest is mine and the cattle upon a thousand hills. I know all the fowls of the mountains and the wild beasts of the field are mine. If I were hungry, I would not tell thee, for the world is mine and the fullness thereof. God is the only one that has the right to say it's mine. <laughs> And we've been bought with a price, mm-hmm. Amen. But we're, not even ours. we're not ours.
1: So we claim, we claim, and everything in the world ain't none of it ours anyway, because we've <laughs> been bought with a price.
3: Even you, even just think about it—the air that we breathe right now—is His. He's got a right to say it's mine. It don't belong to me. He made it. It's his. What if he was like a stingy child and says, I want that. But he's not. But God has entrusted us with protecting, maintaining, nurturing, and growing his kingdom on this earth. Basically, what God gave man, the responsibility of being a steward from the very beginning. Because when you look in Genesis chapter 28, I mean chapter 1, verse 28, it says, And God blessed them. God said, Be fruitful, multiply, replenish, subdue, have dominion. In other words, take care of my stuff. That's basically what he said. You take care of. My stuff. And even in verse 15, I mean chapter 2, 15, it says God put man in the garden, garden of Eden, to dress it and to keep it. Those words sound nice. When he said to dress it, he means to work it, to serve it. And when he says to keep it, it means to guard it and protect it. That's what God told us to do. So we have to be stewards in the ministry to what God has given us to do. And in the book that I've been studying, it says that God, the creator of everything, left, our, left us in care of assets such as time, talents, relationships, wealth, and us. Those are things that he left us in charge of being stewards over. And I was thinking about this part says us. How are we stewards of us? You wonder, how can you be a steward of yourself? (laughs) Staying in God's presence. Studying his word. And being obedient, that is being a steward of us. Because how else is he going to use us if we're not a if we're not a steward of us? Time. How do we spend our time? There's nothing wrong with going hunting, fishing, shopping, going to eat out. Those are wonderful. But if you take that time when God's called you to go pray. Well, God, it's so pretty outside, I'm going to go fishing. I'm going to go do this. We're not a good steward of our time. To be a good steward of our time is to do what he says, when he says, how he says, when he says. And talents, you know, we all, God has given us all a talent. Stephen sings. He's a steward. God give that to him. He's a steward of it. He uses it for the glory of God. What about teaching? Some of us are called to teach. Do we study to show ourselves approved to be a teacher? And there's there's like mentoring. That's a No, some people are good mentors. Pastor Barbara's husband, Biggin. <laughs> I, I'm amazed at that man. He, he's a mentor. He'll take somebody under his wing and teach them in a heartbeat. It don't matter if it takes them three times as long to get something done. See, I'm that's an area I need to work on because, like, if I want something done, I want it done. But he, he'll take somebody under their wing and teach them and and. And happy to do so, he's a mentor, and he's a steward of that because he it, it flows out of him.
1: Some people, some people don't teach you, but then they tell you, you sh- like they treat you like you should you should already know. Like uh, I heard of a story one time: this young teenage boy had a truck, and he let it the oil burn out. Well, <laughs> the. I mean, he wasn't party or nothing. He just didn't, didn't, never been taught. Never been taught. So the um, the father, it's like you knew better and all that. And the mother said, "Well, did you ever tell him?"
3: Hmm. Amen.
1: Well, that's something he should all. He he knows that, I said, "No, not if he's never been taught. He's never had a father. He never had a dad growing up. So how would he know?" So they'll expect you to know, and then they'll, and that's why people close up because they don't want to open their heart back up to s- learn from somebody that gets on them before they ever taught them. Amen. So that goes into very self righteous. We get on to people because we know. Someone told me one time, I said, What can I do different in the church? Well, I think you expect them to know what you know. Okay. Do I do that, God? I didn't know I did that. I don't want to do that. What do you mean? I expect them to know what I know. So I had to check myself. I don't want to be that kind of teacher. I I want to teach and then let them grow. I don't want to get on to them for something that I've never even taught them and expect them to know it. That's very self-righteous. Amen. When
3: we're talking about talents, all of these talents, they're natural things, but they're used to advance the ministry. Some of them, singing is is a spiritual thing, but still he has to learn to sing in the natural. He doesn't just an angelic voice come down and sing through him. He's a natural man that sings in the spirit. He has to be taught. And it's like even, even writing. God's called some of us to write some stuff. And painting. We may not think of that as being spiritual, but have you ever seen people up on the platform that paints what's going on in the spirit realm during the service? Yes, it's beautiful. That is a talent that has to be stewarded. That we have to take ownership of it if we've got it and pursue that there's all kind of things like that it's like the stewardship of building stuff the cabinet we have that covers our sound system Mr. Bob Vickers an excellent carpenter built that for the ministry among some other things among our our, uh, communion table he's a steward he didn't learn how to be a carpenter to the degree that he is, he didn't just wake up one day with a hammer in his hand. Okay, he took some time, he took some learning to do that. I see
1: what you're saying because people like uh, they if you say God called you to sing, because my Caleb said one time, but the Bible says to be, be skillful Amen. in what you do. Have we ever? Uh, learned any like me right now I received a governmental anointing when I went to the Indians in Georgia by some people fighting for the Indians the Irish and the Scottish and the Indians were there for well, this lady that's fighting for them, she had a governmental anointing on her life like I've never heard and when she spoke it wasn't in volume it was in authority and um, I received that I received part of her anointing when I was there and for this land. So I don't know how to do that, but you know what I've been doing? I've been studying about it. Amen. Okay, I'm finding scriptures on the land. Um, elders finding out the history of our region and bringing it to prayer. We're not just sitting here. God, you gave me a governmental anointing, so demons going to have to flee off our land. I don't even... What if I don't know what demons to cast off the land? So that studying, what anointing I just received, I'm not just saying I got a governmental anointing. I'm studying in that area. Does that help anybody? When you go to a new level, you might have to study about that new level. We had praise leaders here in the past that never wanted to study about praise. They never wanted to go to the next level or or study about sound, you know, just make demands all the time and not know anything they were making demands about. So we can find anything on YouTube these days. You know, we can study mm. to show our self-approve and be a good steward over the gift that God just released into us. Amen. Amen. And
3: when it talks about being a good steward of wealth, it's not just about money, it's it's wealth. Do we take care of the possessions that we have? It's like the apostle was talking about the young man not changing the oil. Well, he didn't know. But if you know, and you don't, and your car burns up, God, I need a new car. I'm sorry. Uh, you let the one I gave you that you weren't a good steward over burn up. Why would he give you another one? Because I remember my wife telling a story. When she was a little girl, the church that they used to go to, they were little. There was a family that was a poor family, so they had gathered some clothes up, and they took them to the family, went to the house. She said and when they walked in, there were piles and piles of dirty clothes in the house, everywhere, down the hallway, in the living room, everywhere you looked, there was piles of dirty clothes. They were not stewards of what they had. They had been given good stuff time after time after time after time, but they were not good stewards of it. So why would you give them give more? Why would you get more? When we talk about being good stewards of stuff, it will mark material possessions even. It's like I have, I have clothes that I wear to work. That is what they are. They are work clothes. I have work shoes. And I know Pastor Tim does work clothes because when I go out there, I do not know what I'm going to get into. I have clothes that I'll change oil in in the car. And they got oil spots all over them, grease and oil on them. I don't care if I wash them a hundred times. The grease and oil is still there. I don't wear them everywhere else. I'm being a good steward of my good stuff, of God's good stuff. <laughs> By not getting out there and abusing it in other ways. Because the Bible says it, see in Luke sixteen ten, he that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much. So if you want to be faithful in more, if you want God to entrust you with more, you start with being faithful in the little things. In the little things.
1: Yeah, we saw that in prayer, everything you're saying is what we started off with. And I didn't know you were teaching on steward. Shield, but even the souls to bring in evangelists and the fivefold and and all these things. Um, or to reap a harvest. You have to have the capacity to be able to hold that harvest. Leaders in position to be able to mm-hmm. give up their own life, to mentor the new souls. And so something you just said uh, about getting more, even in the soul realm, why, why would God give more to a church? But I believe this church is steward and, and mentor and, and disciple. And, and Stephen even said, that, and I say in him a lot because he was in the prayer. And so I remember what he was saying today about uh, the one, the one. You remember when you saw the one? You want to come share?
3: They
4: were sitting there and it was speaking in tongues and. we were just lifting up praises. It's that one, that God will bring in that one, that one that will increase the hundred. You know, to bring in that captivity of that one to show that one is in that strength. He'll put the one that's in position that he called in, uh, praise and worship. We might not have a drummer. Here's a a big situation, a scenario. We're in a town where we do not have 20, 40, 50,000 people, where we don't have you know, from friend to friend, uncle to uncle, cousin to cousin. Oh, well, I know a drummer who knows a drummer who knows a drummer. So the beneficial side of that is when God does deliver someone here, he delivers them. Here. He brings them in here. And they're called into this place, and they're positioned here by him. It wasn't that, well, I know he plays at this church, or I know he came from here. He just moved, He's moving them in. Same thing with the people. Same thing with the congregation. You know, we shouldn't get lost in numbers. We shouldn't wonder how many people can fit in each pew but how many people are actually taking in the word and having a receptive heart, having a mindset and having that hunger and thirst to wanna wake up and seek him out. Nobody's always ever been like that. I've never always been like this. I was complete opposite, complete. I didn't even wanna know him. I wanted love in my own way. But when you surrender, he will put that one in that church that will draw them other ones and the ones will multiply. We're in a season of multiplying right now, but we have to increase and multiply in stewardship. What are we doing in our lives that we're applying stewardship to everything that we grab? I'm new in this. I'm coming up underneath people that I I don't have much. (laughs) I'll never forget the scripture, silver and gold, I do not have to give you. I don't have a dollar in my pocket, but I have something in my heart. I have something in my life that's a lifestyle now. And each and every person can get that free gift of salvation and that, that baptism of that Holy Spirit. But it takes that stewardship. It takes that studying. And it takes application to apply it to your life and time. Yeah. So in that one that I found is that he will put that one in every positioning of this place. He has put that one here that it keeps freedom ministry concreted. He's put that one here, whether it be the man that mops the floor or the one that fixed the fixes the cloths or the tables, the one who gives the word, we all come together in one main key and that's unity and without unity, when one starts lacking, the others feel the effect because we all share the same spirit in Christ Jesus so if we do not stay on one accord, we'll look at the natural and we'll look at the things that fall around us, instead of worrying about what he said, it'll fall at our wayside we won't even look at that anymore, we'll look at what's falling in front of us, so in that one, we do have a concrete foundation here this is holy ground. This is Jesus Christ's house, Amen. but we have to stay dedicated. We have to be great stewards. <laughs> you know, and, uh, that's what I got out that one. Amen. Amen.
1: So with that one, though, we can't because it's been in my heart for the last two weeks. Don't keep Stephen in the back in the praise. Don't. Why? Because church church world, church it's like people's got to pay the piper before they can do anything but in God's world he pulls the gold out of the person and mm-hmm. they can feel them spirits, they can feel when, when they're not welcome they can feel when they're envied they can feel when we got to keep you quiet because your voice is better than mine and everybody else can feel it too and it causes strife and a war so we break that off, that that will not operate in this church, God. And Amen. we bring the last to the front, like your word says to do. The ones that church may thinks the last, because he's not the last. Amen. And I'm just using him for example, but anybody. See, most people won't fight through it, but he'll, he'll fight through it. Most Amen. of them, that spirit might run off. But I don't. But the one that it can't run off, they're the ones that's gonna be in the leadership because they're the ones that stuck through the battle when every other spirit, like them spirits, did Joseph when he said, "God gave me this dream and y'all all gonna bow to me." Well, when something new comes in a church, not just music, but children's church, any area, kitchen. It seems easier to do what we've always done, but we're not making disciples doing that. Amen. We're keeping everything for ourselves, and that's, that's not being a steward over the position. That's controlling the position. Being a steward is, who can I raise up to help me in this position? And maybe one day they'll take the position, but it's going to be at the time that God says. So I don't have to worry about all that. I don't have to try to keep my place. Or any, because all that is is stewarding self in the wrong way. Amen. Stewarding, and I love about you, Pastor, is you're always trying to bring the people in and letting them do things, and that's a great leader. Amen.
3: Awesome. Well, one thing we have to be, since we're on this area, is we have to be stewards in relationships of relationships. Like, do we nurture people that God has entrusted us with? Do we lift them up? Encourage them, give them a word. You know, giving people a word takes somebody getting in prayer. Are we willing to do that? Because I heard God tell me one time I was well, it was for my son, I was talking to God about he needs a word, God. And I heard God say, why not you? And I'm like, okay. now I never really even considered myself. I, th- I think an apostle needs to speak into my son's life. Let's be honest. That's what we think. We need to hear a word from an apostle. But I heard God say, what about you? So I got in prayer, and God gave me a word. And he received it. But it took. You know, we've got to be stewards of those things. If we think, well, so and so needs a word from God, uh, maybe if the thought come to you, maybe you're the one that needs to get in prayer and say, God, do you have something you want for them? That is being a steward of relationships. That's what that is. Calling just to check on somebody, that's a steward of a relationship. Not necessarily calling to say, I haven't seen you in church in three weeks. Because I've I've seen my wife do just the opposite of that. Call, hey, how you doing? Can we go eat? Just visit. That's a steward of a relationship. Because if we throw up church all the time, there's nothing wrong with inviting people to church led by the Holy Ghost but if we do it outside of that we push them away because they know the only thing we're after is we've got to get you in church but we're after the person that's what we're after that's what being a steward of relationships is all about in this other You know, when Ezekiel prophesied to the dry bones, God asked him about them. He didn't didn't voice his opinion on what he thought about these dry bones scattered everywhere. He waited till God said, only you know about these dry bones. And God gave him a word. And Ezekiel was a steward of that word. He spoke that word, stood up there, and spoke what God said until those bones begin to come together. And I see that as one area, I'll even say it for myself, that I fall short in. God give me a word. I may proclaim it for a while. And if I don't see something happen, it's not that I intentionally say, well, this ain't working. I let it begin to just kind of fade away. I'm not a good steward of that word. A good steward is one that keeps on proclaiming it day in, day out, week after week, month after month, year after year, until we see it come to pass because God spoke it. And he said his word would not return void.
1: I like the persistent woman and the judge. He, he answered her because he got tired of hearing <laughs>
3: <laughs> Amen. But we can. We can not be a good steward of god's word he can give us a word to stand on and if it doesn't happen tomorrow our hope kind of let's just tell it like it is our hope kind of drops a little bit and then he don't answer it next week it kind of drops a little bit more till eventually if we if we let the enemy do it we'll get to the point to where it don't even come to our mind to speak that word we got to be a good steward of what he tells us and proclaim it and prophesy it and declare it until it comes to pass. Because yes. yeah. it says, we faint not in well-doing. What is well-doing? I think well-doing is declaring what God says, doing what God says. And look, when we look at... Uh, The story of Moses going into the promised land. God told Moses that I have given this land, the land of Canaan, to the Israelites. I have given it to them. But he also said, send in 12 spies to check it out. He didn't send them in there to come back with a bad report. But 10 of them did. They were not good stewards of the word that God said. God said, I give it to you. They were not good stewards of that. Good. Two of them were good stewards of it. The two that were went into the promised land. They went in because they were good stewards of the word. They were ready to go in when they come back. said, let's go right now. God said, we can take it. They were good stewards of the word. Yes. And apparently they were good stewards of the word for 40 years yeah. because they still got to go in 40 years later. They were good stewards of it.
1: As they stood on the word that God said, I'm giving you the land. Amen. And then he sent the spies in, yes. and then everybody else forgot God said that. I think they and did. The, and the two hung on to the word. They
3: hung on to it. So when the time come, and they heard that word, it's time to go. They still had that word in their heart, and they went 40 years later. So when God gives us a word and a strategy, because usually a word comes with a strategy over our finances, are we good stewards of that word and that strategy? We have to realize when God gives us a word, it is not our word. It is his word. Just like we're good stewards of everything on this planet that he give us, I'm a good steward of my Bible. I take care of it. I heard one minister say that if he's going somewhere, he keeps his Bible in the passenger seat of his car, and if for some reason he hits his brakes and it slides into the floorboard, he pulls over and stops his car, gets it up out of the floor, and puts it back in the seat. Says his, his Bible is not laying in the floor of his car. He's a good steward of his word.
1: I don't like stuff sitting on my Bible. I get I convicted I about it. It's like, uh-uh, this word upholds everything. Amen. Nothing's going to sit on the word. <laughs>
3: Amen. It is. This word, like the apostle said, upholds everything. It's the word of God. And he said that his word will not return void. That is one of my favorite things right there. God said his word would not return void. That should be enough right there to say that if God spoke to me, and I know he did, I'll declare it from now from now on till, till the day I die or it comes to pass, whichever comes first. Because he said his word would not return void. That should be enough. But we let the enemy come in and say, well, it's really... Not happening like I want or as soon as I thought it would. Well, it must not have been God's will.
1: Yeah, like Josh Jenkins said Sunday about your niece, his junior, that arth- doctor's tried to say his junior arthritis because God healed her. <laughs> Try <Tried> to say <laughs> <No. laughs> it so he, he really wasn't arthritis.
3: Amen. But he stood on that word, he
1: stood on that word,
3: and it came to pass. Colossians 3, 23 and 24, says, And whatsoever you do, do it heartily as unto the Lord and not unto man. Knowing that of the Lord, you shall reap the reward of the inheritance, for you serve the Lord Christ. We work for God. When I'm out there at the meal, I work for God. amen but we do everything as if we're doing it for God because ultimately we are we ultimately are so my question for y'all and the people watching is this what word or what instruction or what strategy or what task has God given to us, me included, that we have let fall by the wayside? I've let some things fall by the wayside. i got to go back and pick them up and pursue them because they're God's. They're not mine. If they're mine, I can drop them by the wayside and leave them alone. But they're not mine. They're God's and I have to pick them up because I'm a steward and do what he wants done with them because they have a purpose. Amen. 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 (laughs) Lord, we just thank you. Lord, we thank you for this social media, God, Mm -hmm. for an opportunity to spread your word across the land. Lord, we just ask that you would help us to learn. Give us a revelation on being a steward and what it means to be a, what it actually means to be a steward. Give us a revelation, a real revelation that you own everything. Yes. You not only own the cattle on a thousand hills, you own the hill itself. Yes. You <laughs> and you own me. You own us. We have been bought with a price. So, Lord, help us to learn to be even good stewards of ourselves, to study, to show ourselves approved, to study, to learn, and to pray. Lord, just help us to learn to be good stewards. I just ask it in the name of Jesus that you would begin to show us, God, where where we have laid some things down that you spoke to us, that we can pick them back up and run with them. We can pick them back up and pursue them because they're yours. They're not ours. They're yours. And we're to be a good steward of whatever you give us. And we just ask that you would watch over us and protect us. In the name of Jesus. Name of Jesus. Amen. And
1: I, would, I would like to pray that south wind of provision through the land. We decree and declare it in this area, in this region. God, we know what the enemy's saying about our city, God, but we just say what you say. You said you've given us the keys to the city, and we take it through prayer. And We speak to the land right now with the governmental authority, and we command you to cough up the goods. We command the goods to come up out of the land. We thank you, God, that the the rubies and the diamonds, the Arkansas's diamonds, God, so we're the uh, south is the representative of provision and we speak provision throughout arkansas throughout the land it's funny to me that everybody said it's poor but you say it's provision yes. that everybody says the south's poor but you say it's provision god we thank you that out of all the winds all the four winds the east the north the west at the south is your provision god and we speak it forth throughout the land throughout freedom ministries throughout Crossed arkansas throughout the regions throughout Conway, throughout every area that our foot touches, Lord. It was prophesied that we would release the financial breakthrough. You told me and Tim Sunday that we would release the financial breakthrough throughout the land, God, and we release it in our own land. We release it, and there was another testimony. She said, you walk in, this lady said to me, you walk in financial breakthrough, and you're bringing it to us. You're bringing it through the land. And, God, I thank you that it's your anointing, the price that Pastor Pinson prayed and paid and many others of our ancestors. Lord, we remember our ancestry where they've given all these years, God, and the seeds have been planted for financial breakthrough, and we release it through the land. As I travel, I see the poverty. I see the lack of revelation for your money, God, for your giving, for your receiving, and that we can be in a cycle of giving and receiving where we never lack again. And the same vision that's been seen here, like the wallet, God, that it was every time it would pour out, it was filled back up. We speak it to every individual in this church, Lord, that the ones that need jobs, God, that the ones that you still want in this region, that jobs would open up for them to be able to stay here, God. We thank you for the oil and the wine that the enemy can't take from us. Lord, he can't steal from us. The the protection of our finances is on our life. And everyone that's online and everyone that sits under this teaching for these six weeks, I think next week will be our fourth week. But God, give them financial breakthrough. We just speak financial breakthrough in their homes for even sitting under the anointing, sitting under the teaching, God. Thank you for showing us and giving us a revelation of our finances, Lord, that you don't just sweep it under the rug, God. You said it is worship. It is worship to you when I give you my money because that is my time. That is my life, God. I thank you, and it's me honoring you, and it's stepping out in faith without seeing what's going to come out of that. And then we get to the point we just do it because we love you, God. We're not even doing it for to get something back, we're doing it because we want to obey you. But you said that the the willing and obedient eat the good of the land. So we know that through obedience, that uh, money comes. Money comes and overtakes us, God. In Deuteronomy 28, we're blessed in the city. And you spoke to us last week in this prayer. The anointing came in for a healing in Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday prayer, and they saw a manifestation Sunday. And I was releasing healing to that woman up there Sunday. The anointing for healing came in, but you also said, God, that we are blessed in this city. That's the word that you spoke to me in that fast last week. I'm blessed in this city. We're blessed in our city so we speak it because you said it in your word we're blessed in the city and we're blessed in the field so we speak that over this atmosphere and we bind every spirit that would try to bring us back into poverty and i just want crossing arkansas to know y'all are the, some of the most richest people i've seen rich in your relationship with god but also in the natural i'm around a lot of different people and they don't live the same standard that you live, and I've seen you come out of extreme poverty. I've come out of poverty into provision, and, God, we see that it can be done. We see it. We've, we've lived in it. We've lived through it. We've come out of it, and nothing is going to bring us back into it. No GP, nothing if we had GP or don't have GP, it's not our source. You are our source, God. We give you praise for it. And we release the anointing for provision in this ministry in Jesus' name. Amen.
3: I told Pastor Barbara Sunday morning that I was laying on got up and I was laying on the couch listening to some music and praying before I come to church and I heard a rumbling. So I turned my music down. It wasn't my music. But the rumbling quit. I turned it back on. I heard the rumbling again, and I heard heard God say, or I heard it in my spirit. Industry. That's what I heard. I heard industry. That one word. It's like industry is coming. Industry is coming, and I've laid on the couch since then. And I ain't I hadn't heard it, so it's like when you hear things like that.